0: Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Part 2 of this Baldwin Safety Chat podcast. A chance to sit down with Rick Malzinski, who is the president and founder of the Business Aviation Safety Consortium, or BASC, as it's otherwise known. So let's pick back up where we left our conversation from last week. So in what we've talked about so far, I've just seen so many benefits, hopefully, that the listeners are pulling from being a BASKer, if we could call that. But one thing could we focus on, and this is what I find very interesting about BASK, is the continuing education and that partnership with the operators, that you're actually beyond the on-site and the IEPs, that you are providing education and other incentives from what I understand. Could, could you talk a little bit about that, if that's all right?
2: Yes. You know, I let the cat out of the bag. I really was a training guy before a safety guy, so I love the training aspect of it. And that was from what we had while we were forming bass like, hey, we need something. We need a depository or someplace where we're getting training on pertinent topics that we're seeing every day, all day, all the time. And by doing that, we were lucky at the beginning. It was kind of funny. I think if you look back on our archives, I did the first continuing education and a oh, graphical representation of SPIs. There it is. <laughs> okay. That's <So laughs> why I to say the B12 is working. But it's come forward to where we get best internationally known speakers on there i mean we just mm-hmm. have this tuesday james albright circular yeah, good riddance I mean, and you know what? Somebody the guts to say that, and it just hits home when we get somebody like that talking. Every person who is a pilot that's got a type rating has probably done one of those nonsensical circling approaches in the simulator, or they weren't getting their type right. But were we doing a Mm -hmm. circling approach? No, we're like, okay, fly over the FedEx building and then turn, uh, you know, left, uh, heading a two six zero for (laughs) count for ten seconds. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. No. So and it was all fact based and and so well done. I can't tell you the Feedback We got on that was phenomenal. One of the best ones we've done, but we have Quay Snyder, I Kip Law. We have big names doing great stuff. As a matter of fact, next year, we've got the American Airlines lit program, learning improvement training. They're going to be one of our presenters. And for folks who haven't heard about that, it's kind of like the LOSA program, but instead they have observers that watch when... Flight crew is given a crummy deal, a bad sandwich, whatever you want to call it, and they pull on their SOPs, checklist, their knowledge, experience, and they rescue uh, or capture something that could have gone bad and turn it into something really good. And you know what? Nobody normally ever sees that stuff. And that's where you get Mm, these folks at safety conferences that say, hey, you know, 85% of all mishaps involved have some human element in it. You know, there's some human factors there. So if we got rid of the pilots, we'd have 85% less accidents. Your head goes (laughs) into your hands and you try not to throw pens and iPads at those people. But yeah, so this lip program is amazing. So they've agreed to share with us. So I'm super excited about that. But the, the cool thing on top of it, is we're able to give out CAM points. We don't give out, we recommend folks to be a CAM program and they get points for going to our continuing education. So it's been a wonderful thing, great for everybody. And the amazing thing is, gosh, this was our low attendance one. We were right about 200, but we've had up to 400 people. calls. Wow. So it's good. We get great speakers and a lot of... Times I always tell uh, the baskers, be careful when I'm on site doing your audit because I might ask you to present something if you're doing something really <laughs> cool. And, and it, it, that's what it comes down to. If folks that are doing something above and beyond, you'll see that 10 minutes is a nationwide safety roundtable, first 10 minutes. And we had somebody who wasn't even a bass department, but somebody local here in the Dallas area. Fort Worth, actually, but they live on the other side of town over in Dallas. (laughs) They had their emergency crew come out to their hangar and they took pictures and video of it and they shared it. So, wow, great. But the feedback we get on that, how many departments went and did that after they actually saw somebody do it? It was amazing. It was amazing. And one of Mark Chaffinch from Norfolk Southern, he's on our website and he says safety should not be political. If you're not basking, but you got great information. No, share it with the baskers, Share it with us. We're not anybody to restrict or throttle information. If any chance we could get everybody a little bit better, a little bit safer, that's what we're all about.
1: Yeah, that, that's amazing. And just listening to you, the, the kind of the picture I'm getting is you're not really a top down where there's a formal barrier between you and your serving, but you're almost like a bottom up from behind leading organization that you're really encouraging in enabling these organizations to be excellent, I think is the term you use.
2: Yeah, that is a really cool way to put, and I really appreciate that. You kind of made my day right there. Uh, (laughs) That's what we've tried to do. And there's people watching us. It's incredible. I I mean, good and bad. And, you know, it's come to the point now where people just said, "Uh, all right, these guys, (laughs) we're not going to have our way with them. It was funny. I got contacted from Europe on two occasions during the COVID, and we were the first ones to do virtual audits. And I was being warned by people I never even heard of. You better watch what you're doing there, Mr. And so I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, and we do some crazy things. The common sense and reasonableness thing I, I mentioned, I was going to say a couple minutes ago, more like 20 minutes ago, <laughs> that comes into play. We've got to be respectful of our operators where they're at in, in life, I guess is a good way to put it. You know, the inmates can't run the asylum, but we've got to be respectful for what's going down. And sometimes we just can't cancel an audit because... Uh, aircraft isn't available. And uh, it's it's never worked out where we had to do it. But it came one time to, they were having a board meeting, one aircraft was going to maintenance before we even get there. And I gave them the craft checklist. I'm like, you fill it out. How about that? And then we'll go over it when we get there. And uh, it was so funny, because they filled it out, they were 10 times harder than any Basque facilitator auditor would have ever been. And by the time we got there, the aircraft was there. So we got to take a look at it anyways. But I think it's things like that when you're willing to go outside and somebody's like, oh, how could you do that? And I'm like, you know what? If I'm worried about somebody lying to me about what's in their aircraft, holy cow, there's a lot bigger problems there. And guess what? I bet you it's going to show up. So you know what? That's not something we commonly do, but that was something we considered. And it did. There's holes, that whole elusive safety culture thing. And we talk about it more now than ever. And, and you could tell when there's the culture there and, and when it's not probably within the first 15, 20 minutes of reading their book before you're even on site. And those are the things that our facilitator auditors are so well-trained and standardized that they can go in there and say, hey, you know what? I noticed that. Have you guys ever looked at this or some this? Or I see a lot of departments do it this way and they do it that way because it involves more folks and you achieve more buy-in over the long-term. Maybe that's something you'd be interested or we could help you with. And those are the things that we were so big. And some of the other programs that you mentioned, I think, why they come and go. Our auditors are phenomenal. We come facilitator auditors. With the thought being, you guys know what's best for you as an operator. But how about putting somebody who's pretty experienced, sees a lot of stuff, kind of smart sometimes, except for me, and can help you get to the solution of what works best for you. Not somebody coming in and say, oh, back when I was air wing commander or the fighter wing. Uh, this is the way. No, who cares, dude. That's yesterday's news. Enjoy your retirement. We need to let folks who are on the front line, figure out what's best in them. And hopefully our guidance and experience can keep them again within the lane of what's acceptable, what the, the feds are looking for and stuff like that and do it. And on top of it, guess what? For helping you do that, we're probably going to ask to share that too. Don't be surprised. Some of our auditors are actually safety managers in Bass Departments. And I love watching them when they go right in the middle of an audit, they're getting something good and they will stop the audit and say, hey, do you mind if I take that back to my department? And use that? <laughs>
0: That's and, awesome. You
2: know, they're kind of like almost nervous about doing that. I'm like, oh my gosh, talk about a, a huge win. No, 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 not at all. So yeah, we're always sharing information. That's our Slack channel is another uh, way that we do that. Folks would call me and say, hey, uh, who's good on uh, reduced takeoff minimums? I know you see a ton of people. And I'd say, oh yeah, I was just with some here. here's their contact information. Well, that's one. There's a hundred other there that I probably don't know. So we started the Slack channel where people could get in there and ask questions about certain things and people could lend their expertise to other baskers on, on what they're doing. So we listen and we change it. We want to be a good hub of information that you can get out. We collect data from all the audits, whether internal or external. And we heard of some of these data collection things going on. Well, we're going to do this and we're going to get a MOU of a MOA to share data at some time. So for this one country, it's going to be great 20 years from now. No, what's data that's good for me right now? You know what people ask us all the time? How many safety reports do you usually see in the course of a year? What are the most common things people do when they do a pre-flight risk assessment? And I really make people mad. I go, you know what? You don't have to do a pre-flight risk assessment. What? I didn't know. Well, no, you don't have to. But guess what? As part of SMS, we're required to proactively manage risk And that is a kick-butt tool for doing it. You could learn so much from that. So I'd say almost every BASC department does it. A couple say, well, you don't do that, but they do. They just call it something else, which I love because they're turning things up on their air and making us think differently about it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And the last thing we do is we collect data on SPIs. SPIs have been a mystery for 10 years I kind of got a foul with the old program because I'd go out on an audit and people didn't know what they were. So I put together a little PowerPoint and would train them on SPIs. So it's not a secret anymore. We could go through that. And things were learning. There was just so little guidance on it. And you read the guidance and what it, it's designed for airlines. So, okay, we're going to run data on 20 city pairs. What? That does me no good. But what we've collected and proved and reinforced and helped vast departments. Hey, you know what your average number of SPIs are? The mean is Four. It's four. If you have four that are telling you something and bringing value, and when you get that question, how do I know yeah. that you're a safe department? And well, here's some industry-wide as, as well as local trending items that we're watching, and this is how we're trending. So that is measuring our safety performance, and that's how we can tell you that we are a safe department. And when it gets to that level, it's like, hey, it's not that hard. <laughs> Let's work through it. The other thing, probably the most hit upon page of the Basque website, we have every single safety performance indicator since the inception of Basque. There's over 400 of them now. I guarantee you, I've never sat down with anybody who maybe wanted to swap a stinky one out or really was just getting started and gone through that. And I don't even think we get through two pages and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. Let's do that. And the great thing about being with a BAS facilitator is they're like, okay, awesome. We've identified some stuff. Now let's figure out a good process to where we can actually get that data. If you got FOCO, you got it made in the shade. But what if it's not a phoco type thing? Don't tell a pilot, okay, great, this has happened. So when you're done, go back to Jason's desk. After you've done all your paperwork packs off, you're thinking about going home, go to Jason's desk, fill out this piece of paper, sign in data, and then put it in a second box and we'll get to it. No, you're never going to get any data. You're planning to fail at that point. Make it so it fits in people's workflows so you do get the data. That's all we're trying to do for the safety manager is get data. We got wound up in SBIs, If if they don't have a target, that's an abomination. You know what? Maybe it's not exactly way they were supposed to be, but don't squelch data. Don't squelch data. Give our safety manager the data they need to come up and say, hey, look how we're trending. Look what we're doing. Maybe we need some better training here or this policy or procedure. That's not working. Let's get together let's get with our standards folks let's get together with our training provider and let's see what we could do to fix that that's what it's all about and when you could see from the beginning to the end to that value that it brings at the end that's more warmly received and it works and people do it and are successful at it
1: that was an incredible overview very refreshing and going back to the spi thing when i was training i'd say the same thing we have two three good spis that really speak to exposure and risk that's fine you know yes. SPIs. yes 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 Last question for you. I'm kind of going to put you on the spot. No, no, hope it's okay. Um, what do you see in the future as success for what Basque is and the mission of Basque? What do you? How would you define success?
2: Gosh, I'd say I'd say we've hit success right now. I'm so proud with where we're at, what we're doing, people we're associated with people that want to be associated with us. Holy cow, it's great. And I want to say it's better than I ever imagined. Well, it's not. I mean, I think big, I'm a little nutty and stuff. But so success, I think success defined as staying the way we are to where we can still be a nimble, and you use the word bureaucracy, nailed it on the head, where we are a nimble organization where you could pick up a phone and call somebody or send an email and know you're going to get a response within the day, if not within several minutes or several hours. We need to be an organization where we keep on sharing. The, The good thing is if we get bigger, and and more diverse, we get different ideas from different point of views for somebody who is starting at that IBM level or somebody who is that single airplane operator that knows they need to do something. The, The one thing I wouldn't say make me nervous, but cause for concern is part five. All of a sudden it's ironic, humorous, sad. I don't know all, but talking with the FAA and let me tell you, working with the top levels of the FAA, they're unbelievable. They are amazing. They're so into what they do. They are so nice and polite and just want to do things. I I actually, on one of the meetings we were having, I said, I just want to close by saying, I'm even surprised I'm on the same WebEx as you folks are. And they literally, two people said, What are you talking about? That's our job to serve you. That's what we're here for. And they are amazing. But unfortunately, for their experience, they get out every once in a while and they are on that department that says, yeah, we got an SMS and they dust that book off the shelf. And they said, here's our SMS. We bought this book. I'm spoiled. Baskers, there's no slackers in Baskers. There's none of that going on. So for me to hear that story, I'm like, oh, oh my God gosh, but actually I ran into something outside of Bask I ran into that. And that was a department that literally thought because they had bought a book, they were SMS. So my concern is there's a mass conflagration once part five comes out, which I had a very, very, very good source tell me it was going to be in June, around the mm-hmm. June timeframe. Let's leave it there. I thought it was going to be longer than that, but let's do what's right. My concerns are that part five becomes a thing where we fill out a piece of paper, sign it, and send it into the FAA every year saying that we're compliant. And you know what? There's going to be some of those. I know that, but let's not make it so it's an incentive to do that. And you know what? And I'm the first one. Here we go. Put on that world tour salesman head. If that's the way you are, Bass doesn't want you. We don't. I can't tell you, we've had folks come up, large organizations that are used to kind of getting the whitewashing and everything's great. And we're like, sorry, we, we can't do that. And we use a really simple tactic. We're like, that's not fair to the other Bass members if we do that, whether it be letting something go or what their burden is as far as paying or things like that. It's just, we compare to the rest of the BAS nation that is so solid and so good that they're like, Okay, we understand. We actually had to ask a department to leave Basque and which I think good. It stands out for our credibility and our integrity. Mm-hmm. But also, as again, it's like everybody else is doing this. If you guys can't do this for whatever reason, no judging or anything, but if you're not able to do it, maybe it's time to take another path. So success is being able to stay real, I think, controlled growth. Uh, and that's what another concern of mine is part five comes out and everybody who's just going to wait till waiting was good to wait. And goes crazy and uh, we get killed. My concern is that we still keep stay level-headed. Yeah, it's great to double your size in a month or two, but who cares if it's garbage? So we'll continue with our slowed growth. We've never been less than 10 to 15%. And let's keep it there. And yeah, what I love to be a part of, I, I, I like it the way the FAA is looking at it, that we would be a part as a recognized, I don't even know what the proper term is, provider or whatever to validate a SMS. But I think once you start getting regulated, how it does, and that bureaucracy comes into play, it just becomes a huge thing. Right now, we're flexible. We're fast. Somebody comes up with a good idea. We could research it and implement it fast. I mean, funny story on BASC. It didn't start out as BASC, but we ran into some issues, jumped to a new website, did everything, got it going in a month, and uh, we were ready to go. We could change things quick. We're nimble, and we've got innovative people that we partner with, Our members of BASC, there's some smart people in Basque. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. If you've seen some someone talk about Rob Patton for a beginning with Highbrow, he's at Stratus. And if you get me, I could uh, get you his information. But uh, they're doing these safety videos that are unbelievable. And they're all the songs you know that you can't get out of your hand. Uh, Rob <laughs> comes up with the words himself. And, and the videos are amazing. So I'm almost not surprised anymore when somebody calls up and says, yeah, I could do this or, or I do this. or I mean, it's amazing. And, and again, I would attribute it to the industry we're in, aviation, man, you've got some super smart type A people for the most part that don't do things half halfway. Mm. They, they go all the way out on it. It shines. And uh, that's what we want to be a part of. That's our success story going in the future. Hopefully making everybody a little bit safer, a little bit better. I was thinking, gosh, how many times are we going to go over the Dr. Reason Swiss cheese model? And I've got a <laughs> little guy going through Navy flight school right now little guy. And we're just trying to make, so we've got more slices of Swiss cheese and we keep on putting those in and hopefully making those holes smaller and smaller and smaller. If we can keep doing that, we'll do well, I think. And coming back to James Albright during last time, those circling approaches, when it's kind of, it's a business aviation thing, kind of. And why? Because the airlines quit doing it. They refuse to do it. And it's done very little. And maybe that's we're saying why the FAA hasn't been so big on it or our training centers haven't is because it's just kind of like, yeah, those corporate guys will do that stuff. And sometimes we've got to do stuff we're not always comfortable with, but there's way to mitigate that risk. So let's mm-hmm. do it. I mean, even back 100 years ago when I was on that 450, we'd go into the simulator and go to places that we haven't gone before, before we went there. With Google Maps, you could map anything out and find any obstruction any problems, things like that. And of course, what we've always done is talk to other crews. So let's make people, challenge people to be better, get them so they keep contributing and we just get safer. That's that's what our goal is.
1: That's awesome. And so I'm getting that success is obviously staying the course, just continue facilitating that collaboration, empowering members to be a big part of it. And that that's what it seems like, big, big part of it. And my favorite is Baskers are not Slackers. <laughs> that is a wonderful catchphrase. That's a wonderful, wonderful catchphrase. I've
2: never thought of that. I'm going to have to move <laughs>
1: <laughs> that. came out.
2: I said that, but I've never thought it was a catchphrase.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. But well, Rick, I, I can't thank you enough for taking this time. I know you're super busy. Rick Melzinski, founder and president of the Business Aviation Safety Consortium. Thank you so much for just breaking this down, even for our listeners that can help them understand what you're doing, the mission of BASC and how to become a part of that. This is fantastic. So thank you again so much for your time.
2: My pleasure. And gosh, thank you. You don't get to talk about uh, all the cool stuff we're doing all the time. You you know, you're the lineman. You don't see the running back and the quarterback make all the fancy plays. So we're in there. So get to talk about it. We're at a great opportunity. So thanks so much, Jason. I really appreciate it.
1: And I know our paths will cross again soon, but until next time, thanks, Rick.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Well, there you have it. Wasn't that fun? Yeah, he's such a nice guy. I really enjoyed my chat with him. Learned a lot myself about Basque so I can better inform our customers who ask about Basque. And it's really kind of a neat operating philosophy. So really, really enjoyed that conversation. I hope you did too. I hope you could get some good takeaways from that to help us do our job just a little bit better. And one other thing about Basque that like the other standards in the industry, Baldwin is always standing by ready to assist organizations pursuing any industry standard, including BASC, to help their organization achieve a higher level of excellence, as as Rick said. It's, It's more about operating or organizational excellence than anything, and really appreciated that. So again, guys, thank you so much for what you do. You're out there, you're doing the job, helping to make the industry safer, helping to make the national airspace system safer. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Until I see you next time, stay safe.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.